Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this Thanksgiving Day from the fifth chapter of 1 Thessalonians, verse 18, where the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Spirit, says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is our text, dear friends in Christ. Business reporter Peter S. Goodman, just this past week in a recent article in the New York Times, wrote these words. He said, as the employment rate surged to 10.2% in October, reaching double digits for the first time in 26 years, it suddenly seemed possible that the nation might yet confront the worst joblessness since the Great Depression. Whatever the state of the national economy might be, and one begins to wonder from week to week whether or not anyone really knows, one thing is for sure. Whenever anyone suggests that any economic indicators are approaching those of the Great Depression, it leaves a lot of folks feeling quite uncomfortable and very vulnerable and indeed restlessly insecure. And it was, too, a very uncomfortable and restlessly insecure audience that there was a radio preacher a number of years ago in the time of the Great Depression named Dr. Walter Meyer, the first speaker of the Lutheran Hour, who went to the studio microphone and spoke about conditions that weren't all that much different, I suppose, than ours. He was talking about the glaring contrasts that existed even in his time between the bounty that was there and yet all of the things that were happening in the country during the time of the Great Depression. And he said, millions of bushels of corn and wheat stored in bulging grain elevators, and yet there are long bread lines in our streets. Gold steadily transported to our shores, and yet there's the most protracted financial stringency in modern history. Unparalleled natural resources and widespread industry, and yet more than 10 million unemployed American workers pacing the streets in search of gainful employment. These, he said, are some of the glaring contradictions that intrude themselves on us this day of Thanksgiving. That was back in 1936, 73 years ago. And those celebrating Thanksgiving today probably have some of the same sentiments and feelings, though not to the extreme that they did back then, because back then in 1936, for those of you who lived back then and remember those days, you know what he was talking about. Some of you may have been listening, in fact, to him on the radio in your homes, because it was a time when the nation was crippled by the strong and the heartless grip of the Great Depression, a series of years when banks failed, sounds familiar, when factories failed, when businesses closed by the thousands, leaving millions of Americans jobless and penniless. We think unemployment is bad now, reaching as it does at, what, 10.2% is the latest indicators gave us. Back then it was 25%. 25% of the nation's workers unemployed. A popular song, you'll recall, of the 1930s was Brother Can You Spare a Dime, which expressed the sentiment of so many people at the time. Thousands of homeless youth left their homes often in order to make it easier on their families 
traveling the country by hopping freight trains to get from one place to another, living near train yards in the camps called hobo jungles, begging, sometimes even stealing food if they couldn't get it through relief agencies or through charities. Families lost their homes. Many of them crowded in with their relatives. Others built shacks from flattened tin cans and old crates. Groups of these tin and wooden shacks grew up in cities around the nation, and they were called Hoovervilles, named after the president who rightly or wrongly was blamed for doing too little to keep the depression from coming our way. Those were far harder times. Those were far harsher times than those times that we know today. And yet, it was times like those and it's times like these that caused people to wonder if we can be as thankful this Thanksgiving as we were a Thanksgiving ago. We perhaps, to a lesser degree, find ourselves asking the same questions that folks back then were asking when they were saying, how much do we have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving Day? It's harder to be thankful this Thanksgiving than last. After searching out work for weeks and for months, it's true of people today too, some are still unemployed. Others of us are far less secure in our jobs perhaps than we were a year ago. Others have suffered setbacks in health and we don't know what might turn for the worse tomorrow. Others are confronting family problems that they didn't have a year ago or trying to adjust to living in a new area and making new friends they didn't know a year ago. And still others are sitting down today at Thanksgiving tables without a loved one who sat beside them a year ago. Happiness for many may seem harder to come by these days. Hopes and plans for the future have been trimmed down and they've been trimmed down again and again so that only a skeleton of the original dream remains and you wonder whether or not that dream would ever be accomplished and yet in the face of all this financial hardship and in the shadows of those who were with us a year ago but aren't with us today in the midst of troubles and trials and changes of life that so easily seem to hide and blur every blessing that otherwise God showers upon us our text declares and we as God's people listen to what the text of Scripture says. The text declares that we do indeed have reason to give thanks even in the harder times, even today. In everything, it says, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks. No matter what the circumstances may be, be it the worst of times or the best of times, these, after all, are our times. These are our days to live, our years that cannot be repeated, cannot be relived. These are times that are given but once, and then they are gone forever. In everything, in every time, give place. What is it we say even in our liturgy, as we say it so often, it is truly good, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto the Heavenly Father. Those words of Scripture, the Apostle Paul, where he says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, they were written in times that were much harsher than ours, 
written to people whose lives were not at all easier than our own. They were written to Christians who had it much harder than we do, Christians who had lost their jobs and their businesses often, not because of a weak economic climate or an economic downturn. They lost their jobs and their businesses often because of their faith in Jesus Christ, which they willingly and publicly confessed. Christians who were prejudicially mistreated without any legal recourse and physically threatened by even government-sanctioned persecution because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Christians who were deserted by friends and so often disowned even by family. That's to whom Paul is writing when he says, For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are also in Judea. For you also endured the same suffering at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did. A persecution he refers to when he commends them for, quote, your perseverance and faith in the midst of all the persecutions and afflictions which you endure, unquote. These persecuted Christians endured because they knew and they believed with all their hearts that heaven was their home. That here they are but passing through. And they were so thankful for heaven as their home that even in the midst of social rejection and terrible persecution, they gratefully confessed, as the writer of Hebrews says, that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, then everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And speaking of pilgrims, pilgrims who were thankful in the midst of adversity, we can't help, of course, but on Thanksgiving Day, think of our own pilgrims in our heritage. The very first Thanksgiving, remember, was celebrated in the site of 40 fresh graves in the newly dug Plymouth Rock Cemetery. The original band of 95 pilgrims, some sources say 102, whichever. But that original band of 95 or 102 Plymouth Rock pilgrims had been dwindled down by epidemic and death in that first winter to 55 survivors, only four of them being women, all the rest being men. But those four women and those 51 men gathered in full view of graves of their 40 family members and their friends with painful memories so close at hand and they still gave thanks in the midst of the most trying times and the greatest adversities in everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And every time we sing or we hear sung as we did this morning, now thank we all our God. You can't help but think of the author of that beautiful hymn, second only to a mighty fortress, as being popular among Lutherans worldwide. And when you think of who Martin Rinkart was and how he wrote this hymn in the midst of an epidemic that wiped out 8,000 people in his little town, dying at the rate of 40 to 50 a day, and he was their pastor who had to bury them at that rate, and the number of them 
being so multitudinous that died at one time that they would be buried in, in mass graves, one in which his own life would be buried. Though driven to desperate extremes to find food and clothing for his cold and hungry and frightened children, he still did not neglect their soul's need, nor the soul's need of his people that he served. And finally, with time, faith triumphed over despair. And in the midst of such personal loss and impending death even for himself, he wrote and he taught his children and his people to sing these words that we heard before. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. May this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us and keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed and free us from all harm in this world and the next. What a hymn of faith and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in the midst of the greatest adversity in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. God be praised for everything. That was the motto of a man named Chrysostom back in the fourth century, a confessor of the Christian faith, who said, God be praised in everything. Removed from his pulpit because he was preaching the truth, banished from his country because he was preaching the truth, thrust into misery and abuse because he was preaching the truth, made to flee in time of war, to suffer hunger and want, and finally pestilence because he was preaching and teaching the truth. Chrysostom had these as his dying words. He said, God be praised in everything. For you see, Chrysostom do like the Thessalonians knew before him and like Martin Rinker to the pilgrims after him that it's often through adversity and in times of adversity that God's people are better prepared for eternity. It's through adversity that God's people are often better prepared for eternity. Our ailments, our losses, our setbacks are often the very checks and they're the very restraints which for our own good God places on our misguided plans and selfish ambitions. They are often channels through which God graciously moves us in a direction that we otherwise would not take in order that he then can govern and reorder our lives and make us reconsider our priorities and reorder our days lest we be enticed by the world to move further and further away from him. And so even adversity, you see, adversity in the hands of God becomes a blessing for which God's people can endlessly give thanks. Thanks that is generated by confidence and faith that he who spared not his own son but gave him up for us all will surely not keep from us anything else that we need. Someone has put that conviction to these words and says it well, O thou whose bounty fills my cup with every blessing meet, I give thee thanks for every drop, for the bitter and the sweet, 
I praise thee for the desert road and for the riverside, for all thy goodness hath bestowed and all that thy grace denied. I thank thee for both smile and frown, for my gain and loss. I praise thee for the future crown and for the present cross. I thank thee both for wings of love which stirred my worldly nests and for the stormy clouds which drove me trembling to thy breast. I bless thee for the glad increase and for the waning joy and for the strange, this settled peace which nothing can destroy. Above all else, as the poet rightly puts it, it's that settled peace that God's people have in Jesus Christ for which we are most grateful on this Thanksgiving Day, that divine gift of our Heavenly Father which exceeds all others that cannot be equaled by anything and everything in all of creation, namely the gift that he has given us in his own Son. Because in giving us his Son, God has indeed given us himself. And he gave us his only begotten Son, not merely as a small child to be cuddled and coddled and carried about and cared for and then returned to him unharmed. No, he gave the world his son to kill and to crucify for sin. For mine and for yours and for the sin of the whole world, that the whole world might be reconciled unto God through the blood of his only begotten son. That's what gives us that assurance that God loves us and cares for us and will throughout all of time and through all of eternity. And that's what makes us his thankful and his grateful people today. That Luther was among those most grateful people is evident in the beautiful prayers that he wrote for fathers to teach their children at the day's beginning and at the day's end. And it's interesting Note well that either prayer, be it Luther's morning prayer or his evening prayer, they both begin with these words. I thank thee. I thank thee, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son. Thanks unto God is what begins and ends our days, even as thanks unto God through Jesus Christ is what begins and ends our lives. Thanks unto God in everything, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. A blessed Thanksgiving Day in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>